There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And you know what? I've just decided, Sasha. This is just how I'm always going to open every episode from here and until eternity is just to tell you what the weather is like so that everyone can just benchmark it as a point in time because we are from the Midwest and that is what Midwesterners do as we talk about the weather. Sure. It is, is rainy and dreary. Yeah, I'm kind of over it. Like, <laughs> um, well, and I was talking about this the other day. It was this time last year was super humid and pretty gross outside. So, it, in contrast, I would prefer it to be humid and gross outside, I think. Yeah, I'm definitely ready for like shorts and t-shirts, but it's that weird, odd weather where like, even though it's technically muggy-ish outside, Mm -hmm. you still don't feel like ready to wear shorts and stuff because it feels like it shouldn't be that warm. Anyway, none of you care about this, but the weather is dreary and uh, I'm also ready for sunshine. Although my garden is loving this, so. Yes, truth. That's the like one upside. Because watering is the worst. Yeah. So the fact that like Mother Nature is taking care of it for me, I won't complain too much, I guess, on just yeah. that one particular thing. <laughs> Only that though. But I have thought about that because somebody made a comment to me recently. They're like, Midwesterners just always talk about the weather. Yes, we do. We always. Well, it changes so fast too. So like especially here well it's the same i mean it's just a midwest thing but like one minute it could be super windy and the next it's like 80 degrees and really sunny and nice out Mm -hmm. that's why we talk about it so much that's why we talk about it it's just something you know that is constantly on my mind is the weather but something that has been on your mind which i had jokingly told (laughs) Sasha, i just want to talk about this because she tweeted about it breakfast sandwiches i need to understand what is going on with breakfast sandwiches and then i just want to talk about them yes um so i as every once in a while i get a craving specifically an english muffin breakfast sandwich with egg i prefer bacon but sausage is fine and some cheese and I was just going to the gas station and picking those up because I wanted one every morning it turned into. And then I just <laughs> bought some at the grocery store. And the reason I tweeted about it is because I had my last one in the box this morning and now I'm sad that they are gone. What kind are they? Um, just the Jimmy Dean delights instead of like the full oh, yeah. fat with the yolk. I don't like it's yolk got, like, anyway. It's an egg white. Egg white and Sasha, 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 Sasha. <laughs> I almost just said your name. Um, sausage. I cannot speak this week. My brain is just a jumbled mess. Like words 
words escape me. Um, no, though you can get a giant box of those at like Costco or Sam's. And I've done that before. I need to do that. Um, my fiance will tell you this was like the worst thing. When I lived by myself, the right out of like college, I had roommates. But then after a couple of years, I moved into my own apartment, downtown Omaha. I had this old, I mean, it was an old, old, but it was an older fridge. I mean, it was yeah. fine. It wasn't anything fancy, but it, the ice machine had a tendency to like not make ice, but to just to kind of like overfill and freeze the water into yeah. like chunks, which I could have just turned the ice maker off and that would have probably solved the problem. But I did like the option of having ice, yeah. even if it also meant like complete chaos every so often. One time the ice machine like overflowed the water and like froze into it and like basically just like froze things into it. And the process of having to like clean that was too much apparently mm. for my like 10 years ago self. Um, it's like the tell me you have anxiety without telling me you have anxiety thing. Like I just couldn't take it. So yeah. I just would like not use that half of the freezer. But it also meant that some of these breakfast sandwiches froze into that. Oh. I couldn't get them out. It's not like they went bad or anything. I just like literally couldn't get them out. They were just like frozen <laughs> into In the ice chunks. <laughs> yeah. So I remember when I had to move out and we had to clean that freezer out. He was so mad at me because he's like, you have like these breakfast sandwiches that are like frozen into the ice. You have like a thing of like apple cider that is like frozen into the ice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, it could be worse. Yeah. It's not like any of it's bad. It just cannot be removed. It's frozen in there. Before we moved um, out of our old house, I actually, we like became acquainted with the people who were moving into her, our house. And I was like, Hey, it's not that I didn't clean the freezer. It's that I literally without damaging the freezer, couldn't get a bag of chicken out of the bottom most like door shelf. Mm. I tried, I took a hammer to it. I tried to take the, the, yeah, I was like without breaking the fridge. Now you just have a bag of chicken. That's I I'm donating to your freezer. You're welcome. Yeah. It Enjoy. Just, yeah. <laughs> it, freezers are, great but also annoying um but yeah with breakfast sandwiches like one of my those are really good those jimmy dean ones are really good mm. like they're a really good one to have at home i like really like burgers yeah breakfast sandwiches now i always get the exact same thing i get an egg white bacon and cheese on an everything bagel that mm -hmm. is like my standard go-to with them i should say for anyone who's curious i only eat egg white i rarely eat egg yolk i just don't eat yolk it's not a health thing yeah i just am terrified of yolk uh to the point where like whenever any of you make like fried egg or um, sunny side up or anything like it looks so mm. nice mm -mm. but it makes me physically sick um, I could not eat it but I, I appreciate it for all of you who do I always order my eggs over hard because I don't I, I don't mind eating yolk in that situation or in scrambled eggs typically because I want more protein I won't do the egg white or the egg yolk but I really cannot I, I can't do runny eggs I can't it, like the thought of it is making me nauseous right now, actually. Um, but I refuse and I can't, I love hard boiled eggs, but I always take out the yolk because it tastes like chalk. And yeah, I, I just, um, I stopped eating chalk when I was about three. <laughs> and so 
I haven't eaten it since. <laughs> you know, what's so interesting is that when I got my COVID vaccinations and one of the questions that they asked on my like little like if basically to determine if you're allergic to vaccines is like, can you basically eat um, slight, slightly undercooked scrambled eggs without oh, getting, no. without like getting, <laughs> but the question is not like just physically because yeah. you don't like it, but could you do it without it like making you, you know, actually sick. Right. Yeah. But that was a really tough question for me because I was like, on a personal level, no, I can't eat that. But like, no, it's also not because I'm allergic to it. Like right. I, I can, it's not that big of a deal um, if I had to, but it was just such an interesting question where I'm like, of all of the things that you had to present to me as this option, mm. it had to be slightly undercooked eggs, Yuck. which no, I, I love I love breakfast sandwiches. Like I really do. Brugers, Brugers is one of like top tier, which I understand mm. it's a chain, but like they just are unmatched to me in yeah. so many ways. They just make a really good breakfast sandwich. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Sometimes I'll go like when we're going to record Meathead Test Kitchen, that's like my treat day, like in the morning. Mm. And so I will go, this is also a chain, but I go through scooters because I really like, they have a turkey sausage. I, I, it has to be on an English muffin for me. I don't know what my problem is, but it's my preference. I always do that and then like a sugar-free skim extra shot latte of some kind. That sounds good. <laughs> now, I will tell you the one place that like consistently cannot get it figured out for me. So McDonald's has an mm. egg white delight. So I'm always like... Do I they want still to have it though? I believe so. But like the thing with like McDonald's is every time I've ever ordered that, all I want is the egg white delight, mm -hmm. but I want it. I want like cheddar cheese. Like I don't yeah. want this, whatever, like, so they do have it. It's egg white, Canadian bacon and white cheddar cheese. I don't want the, I don't want the white cheddar cheese. I want like the traditional, basically what I want them to do is I want them to take the egg white and just put it on one of like their other sandwiches. Like give me an egg McMuffin, but just give me the egg white. Like, just yeah. do that. For some reason, anytime I've ever asked this, it is like I am completely upending this entire McDonald's system because they do not understand. No, no, let me take that back. That's like insulting them. They're, <laughs> they're not stupid. They understand what I'm asking them, but I also understand they're like, I am not being paid enough to do the thing that you're asking me to do. Mm -hmm. And then I like understand that too, but it's like, in my like mind, I'm like, it's just swapping the egg in their mind. They're like, we already have these things preset. Right. So like the last thing we want to do is like do this for you. So anytime I try to do that, it usually, I end up just getting like the egg, basically what I get, not by asking, it just must be the easy enough to switch is an egg white delight. And they just put the bacon on it yeah. instead, which is fine. It works. It accomplishes what I want it to, but I don't know why McDonald's has made it so difficult, but it's like the ice cream machine. <laughs> I just had this conversation. The ice cream machine is never down. I just they want people to it. know this. They, what, the reason I don't think they always, want to clean it because it is a pain in the ass. Once they have cleaned it, they are not making you anything out of that machine because right. it takes like a half an hour to an hour to clean that thing. So like if you're showing up at 9 p.m. and you're like, yep, I want to make flurry, but they have already cleaned that machine. Yeah. I understand right. you do not want you're not doing go that to Dairy me. Queen. <laughs> yep. Same thing with like they're like they have 
things that up until like, I remember I got invited from McDonald's, which if you're McDonald's and you're listening to this, invite me back. Cause this was like the best <laughs> day of my life. I got invited to like an influencer event. This was mm. a couple of years ago. And I got to order like anything I wanted off the menu. And the whole point was they had just switched the beef from the frozen patties to the like fresh patties. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because again, going to this, um, their employees are not paid enough. Right. Like, let me just be really clear. Like, that's why like, I'm almost mad at myself that I made it seem even for a half a second that I was implying that they're like, no, they, they don't want to do the thing I'm asking because they right. are not being paid enough to do the thing that I'm asking them to do. And like, that's the part where it's like, I just don't ask because like, it's not, it's not their thing to like have to solve that for $7 an hour. Right. Um, sorry, that is a whole thing on like the restaurant industry oh. and whatever. Beside that point, um, they, they switched and I remember an employee. So like, of course they have like the management people and they're talking about how this is so amazing. I'm like, yeah, this seems great. Like everybody wants, like everything is like now about like fresh and healthier yeah. and all of this stuff. So in my mind, I'm like, this is great. And then an employee was talking to us and was like, yeah, it's great, but it has made the process more difficult mm -hmm. because now what we used to do is like we would have a system where it was like here's how we made it and everything was kind of like in a not like pre-packaged but at least like they had like an order of things they can't drop those things down on a grill until so many minutes before like they know it's going to have to be used mm -hmm. so it's like they were saying it just kind of complicated the system a little bit and they're like it's great but like it also has made our jobs harder yeah and I remember thinking I'm like look at the two contrasting things where it's like here are the people who are like the decision makers going like this is life-changing like everyone's gonna be so happy and then here's the person who actually has to accomplish that task going yeah, but now my life right. is like so much more difficult. Well, and then it, and then I am assuming that it probably then comes down on them too when they're not getting orders out fast enough because the process is slowed down because you were trying to please the customers when it's really kind of double backhanded at the employees. Like mm -hmm. we have this new great thing, but you're going to piss off a lot of people because you're not going to get their food out as fast as you used to be able to. And also you need to keep your times at this and blah, 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 or blah. Like the burger <laughs> is like not fully cooked uh -huh. because like they're trying so hard to get them out faster. Yep. So yeah, beside, beside the point, <laughs> by the way, people need to pay restaurants and they need to pay people who are working, mm. um, uh, part-time jobs like these or even in some cases full-time jobs but like people just need to be paying more mm -hmm. um do not come for me on this like if you are somebody who's like i do not think sir the service industry deserves more money they absolutely do do not do not come and try to fight me on this because this is one where i'm like we're going through this whole thing right now where people are you know like restaurants and service industry cannot find people who want to have they, they cannot find people basically to fill positions and I'm so tired of seeing the question. And like, as a member of the media, this is just as much as us on us. The media has to stop asking, well, why? Why is it like that? And then going and interviewing, like I said, there's a difference between the people who are doing the work and the people who are making the decisions mm -hmm. because we always go and interview the people making the decisions and ask them, why is this happening? And what do they say? Oh, because of unemployment benefits, because they're getting this and this and this. So they're... 
go talk to an employee, like go talk to one yep. of the employees, go talk to somebody who has worked in the service industry and ask them yourself why they don't want to go get a job. Because I don't know, it's not super appealing to get, get paid two fifty an hour and rely on tips. Um, if people are not tipping you and people yep. don't always tip you and you're not always treated the best. And the, the ironic part of all this, and I don't know how I got here from breakfast sandwiches, but I promise <laughs> not to make this all about it. But the ironic part that I always really just love it's just like chef's kiss mm-hmm. is when people go, if you don't like the job, go find something else. And so when then people they go did and find something else. And now people are bitching because they can't. Well, why won't why wouldn't they want to why wouldn't they want to get paid dirt cheap and not make any tips? Yep. Uh, you just told them to not do something if they don't like it. And now you're pissed off because people are restaurants are closing earlier or they're having to take days off their weekly schedule because they don't have enough employees because they're getting paid dirt wages and people aren't tipping. Like, oh, you can't have it both ways. Uh, it just drives me bonkers. So, like, when you're standing in line waiting for your breakfast sandwich at Burgers and you're wondering why they do not have enough employees to get that line, mm. less than 20 people, this is the reason, is because we should just pay people a fair wage. and livable wage. It's just, it's, and I love, my favorite is when people are like, but who's going to pay for that? Think of what it's going to do. Think of like the prices. Like, honestly, if I have to pay like an extra, like I understand there's a point of privilege in me saying this, but like if I have to pay a little bit extra so that like somebody can have a fair and living wage, like that's okay. I, I But I also don't think like my, my breakfast sandwich is going to be $10. I don't right. think it's becoming that. Like I think we overshoot what we think things will cost if we actually pay people fairly. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's like, maybe it changes things, to, which to some people, yes, like any change in your budget is a massive, but like, I think what my point is, is some people make a jump where they think it's going to be like your breakfast sandwich now costs $25. And it's like, it's not going no. to do that. Like, it's just, it's not. No, it's, how do I get here? Sorry, uh, <laughs> everyone listening. I just like, I, these are the things that I think about because I see them in the news and then I get frustrated and I don't talk about them until I end up on well, this I, f- I feel like too, that the thing that people are disregarding and if in, in my personal experience and having conversations with other people, the people that are complaining about, well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have to pay people more are people who have never worked in the service industry. Um, yes. I do not miss it. My first job was in the service industry in college. I had two, I, I worked in the service industry quite a few times and it's, you just need to pay people. Like it makes mm-hmm. it, it makes, if people are complaining about service, think about going to your current job and getting paid $3 an hour and having to go off of tips. Especially when people like, tell you like, oh, you don't like deserve this tip. And yeah. And, and I don't people- deserve to treat you really super awesome. Like if you're being an asshole, why would, what is the incentive for me if you're already being an asshole? And I can, I know because you can always tell that you're not going to tip me. What is my incentive then? There isn't one. I'm making $3 an hour. Like. It's just, yeah, I, there has to be a better way. I usually approach these topics because like, um, I understand that like when it comes to the economy and everything, Mm -hmm. like I have a different view, like, okay. The best part about this conversation, I just want to point this out for anyone who like is listening and maybe going like, I don't agree with you or whatever. Like, this is what like, I feel like politics used to be where we disagreed about like the economy. Mm -hmm. And now it's like basically fundamental values. So like, um, like when I talk about like, but like, still at the same time, like paying somebody so that they can survive and live and like, Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I mean, anyway, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into it. I just, I would say if you're somebody who's frustrated by wait times or you're frustrated why the line for your breakfast sandwich is so long, like honestly, when you make a job desirable by paying people fairly, um, giving them, you know, the support that they need in a job that honestly, the service industry, people, people should have to work in the service industry. Mm. They should have to work in retail. Mm -hmm. They should have to work in like jobs where like the, cause I worked service industry one summer and most of my time was spent retail growing up. But I mean, the things that people would do was just so appalling. I mean, I was making like $7 an hour or something at this little kid's clothing store. And like, I would have people walk in and they would just, they would trash a dressing room. They would, I don't need you to like hang everything back up. I'm not asking you, but I mean, I would walk into the dressing room and things would be bald up in the corner. White t-shirts would be wiped all over the floor. So like now I'm having to damage them out because there's stains on them because they couldn't even just set them on the chair. I mean, there's just such a disregard for people and understanding that that person, whether it's in a service industry position, if it's in retail or whatever, is not there to serve you like they are, but not in the way that like people treat it. It's like, you still should be a fair and compassionate human and treat this as a, a person. I am not like a, I am not your, you know, these people are not butlers Mm -hmm. or, um, yeah, I, I think that working in this, in, just not even just just in customer service period in general I think should be required for everyone period just having to deal with people and have them right um, well and being on the other side of like like if you like flip the script and like put yourself in that other person's shoes like when you're moaning and complaining about this that or the other thing like it goes back to just (laughs) being nice because it's freaking free doesn't cost Mm -hmm. you anything and you don't know what other people are going through. And I guarantee you most people working in customer service, the last thing they want to do is deal with some jerk being rude and mean just because they think that they're entitled to treat you like that because you're in quote customer service. Yeah. People, we just like, this is one that just like gets me. Like people Mm. just need to be nicer, need to just be, in fact, I just saw a tweet and I want to read this. I thought this was really, really good. So May is mental health awareness month. Um, It's just a good month, but always to just check in with yourself Mm -hmm. and just kind of understand um, that we all have things that people can't see that you, uh, you get a sliver of somebody's life on the internet and you don't see everything else that's going on with them. So I saw this tweet, a friend of mine shared it. Um, she, uh, I'm not going to say the handle because I don't have permission. I don't want to like, I, I, I'm always kind of like oddly cognizant of like, I don't want to put somebody's like handle out there unless like, I know that they're openly Mm -hmm. looking for that attention. And now you might be like, but Twitter is a, you know, a free, like you wouldn't tweet it, but there's a difference between tweeting it to like your followers and then tweeting it where, you know, it's going to go further than that. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to intentionally not say her handle. Um, but 
it's not because she doesn't deserve the credit, but she just said that a friendly reminder during mental health awareness month that going to therapy doesn't even have to indicate that there's anything quote unquote wrong. Developing the skills of self-compassion and kindness toward oneself requires mental mindful exploration. I liked that because in this kind of topic of like being kind to others or like hearing people and seeing them as more than just like, the person serving you in that moment or the Mm. person working that you're interacting with or the person on the other side of the phone from you is building self-compassion, building kindness, building empathy. These things for some people come easier than others, but like having that ability to step back and be like, I could be more empathetic. Mm. I could be more compassionate, not only to others, but to myself. A lot of times when you see, uh, anger or, um, you see mean spirited, like mean spirited comments or different things. A lot of that is a reflection on the person and what Mm -hmm. they're going through and not so much you. So, I mean, that's why when you say self-compassion, I think these are just like things that all of us, especially, especially during mental health awareness month can take like a check-in of like, Mm -hmm. be kind to people and like, at least understand when somebody like me says, Hey, we should pay people more. I think a lot of people are quick to just react and go, I don't agree with you, but maybe think about like why. And I think when we start to have conversation about why Mm -hmm. somebody feels the way they do, or like, Hey, I've worked in this industry and these were my experiences. It at least allows you to become more empathetic or become more understanding or compassionate of why someone might feel the way patient, even if you do not necessarily understand where they're coming Mm -hmm. from. And I understand that's a part of empathy is being able to put yourself into someone's shoes. But I think these are things that we can constantly work on. Yeah. These are just like, I feel like in that department, when it comes to empathy and patience and kindness and, and all of those things, I think that those are always, ongoing work it's Mm -hmm. not something that you just wake up and are perfect at one day every single day for the rest of your life like it takes time and work and the want to and sometimes I feel like the want to comes just by like trying because Mm -hmm. like sometimes I don't want to understand something doesn't mean that I shouldn't but forcing myself to take a second and like try at least usually opens up my eyes and I'm like, oh, I mean, I, okay, I could be a little more understanding here, here, here. Yeah. It just, uh, y'all, we could, we could talk about this forever. <laughs> I do want to though, do something that a lot of you sometimes say we should do more of, which is stick to sports. <laughs> hey. Um, no, uh, there are actually a couple of cool things, or there's actually one cool thing. The other thing is not cool. Um, but I do want to start with a positive thing really quick uh, before we dive into the not so happy thing. I I want to just say, if you haven't been following this, the Denver Broncos, their general manager, George Patton, has hired Kelly Klein as the executive director of football operations and is a special advisor to the GM. Today they said, Um, or excuse me, the day prior to recording this, they said Kelly's a rising star in the NFL and we're fortunate to add someone of her caliber to the Denver Broncos. Um, So she previously worked with uh, George Patton with the Vikings. Um, She will have scouting duties. She'll manage different departments. Uh, 
Adam Schefter tweeted this, that she is believed to be the highest ranking female scouting executive ever with any NFL team. Um, This is really exciting because representation matters. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I get really tired of when people do the whole, it's not about, it's not about gender. It's not about skin color. It's about who's best for the job. And the answer is absolutely. But if that job doesn't seem like something that you could go apply for and get, because you don't see a single person who looks like you working, you're not going to go strive for it. You're not going to go, you're going to think that that's not achievable for you. Um, When we have people in positions where now a little girl is going to look and go, I could be vice president. I could go work at this level in an NFL office. I could go be a coach. I could go be a healthcare executive. I could do this, this, and this. Like those things open doors. Mm -hmm. So this is really exciting, really, really excited about Kelly. And yeah, I'm just, I think, I think she's going to be awesome. And there's a photo that they had shared of her on the sideline and she just, you know, she looks like a total badass. So I'm excited. I, I, I look forward to the day where these things happen and it doesn't feel significant because mm-hmm. we're just like, Oh great. Another really qualified person got a really great job. Um, but right now it does feel significant. And I think it will for a long time, because like yeah. I said, representation matters. And when we see people taking traditional like roles that have traditionally been held, um, by mostly white men. It is exciting. Yes, very exciting. That's awesome. And I I agree with you. I can't wait until like <laughs> these things are just commonplace um, and these women are occupying spaces and continuing to do so so that we continue to normalize seeing women in high-ranking positions and can- continuing to kick ass and be amazing, just like their male counterparts. Yeah, I mean... I think inclusivity is just so important and I don't understand sometimes why there's such hesitancy to inclusivity because I've always felt if you are a man that is incredibly qualified for a position, um, having women, uh, having people of color challenge you for those roles Mm -hmm. shouldn't be of concern to you. It should actually make you better. It should tell you if you get that job that you have gotten that job because you absolutely were the most qualified Mm -hmm. person for it. I think that's the key is like knowing that like, it's not actually going to stop people from getting jobs. Like this, the, the, oftentimes like the, the men that have expressed concern, I'm like, you really don't have anything to worry about. In fact, I believe it will make things more, it's going to make your opportunities. And like, when you get a job, it's going to make it even more sweet because like you have sincerely, you have sincerely earned that job. Right. The ironic part when I say that too, because how many times are people like, you know, you have to work to earn that. It's like same thing. It applies to you. (laughs) Right. And if you were the most qualified for the job, then you would have the job, you know, like I don't understand it's, it's just, that's why, like, I always get the people, like, with me who are like, oh, I could do my job better than you. By all means, come take my job. You haven't yet, but yeah. I'm waiting for the day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm excited for her. I think this is going to be, continue to see. I think it, one, I, I look I look forward to more inclusivity with the coaching staffs and the mm-hmm. NFL um, to more accurately represent Uh, the players on their team. We need more, we need more coaches of color Mm -hmm. uh, because that is who they, 
the, the teams are pro- like prominently um, men of color. Mm-hmm. So you should represent that. Like you, it just, it always feels interesting to me that like sometimes like the coaching or the media doesn't accurately represent yeah. uh, those that they cover. So like, I look forward to that. I also look forward to women finding um, more space within these prominently male dominated positions. Yeah. And that goes beyond sports. It goes into healthcare. It goes into engineering, you name it. Um, women just keep, keep going. Um, Cause it's exciting. Yes. Absolutely. Now, the not so good news. Um, This is actually a huge bummer. So we've talked about the NCAA quite a bit on this podcast and my frustration with it. Now, I have had to clarify. um, I have had to clarify for some people that like I, yes, take a lot of frustration out on the NCAA. I understand, and I want to just preface this. I understand that the NCAA is not the sole issue. I understand that there are people who make up committees that go from athletic directors to coaches to this person to this person who are a part of decisions, or you have um, all different people who work at the NCAA who encompass, it's not all Mark Emmert. It's not all just the big NCAA. I get it. It's just easy for me to say the NCAA, because I think as a traditional organization, the NCAA is failing. It's women athletes. Like I just, that is how I feel. Like it just is. And we've talked about that on this podcast. And unfortunately we have a reason to talk about it again because, and I am just reading from ESPN because it's the easiest way to re recap this the ncaa women's golf regional in baton rouge louisiana was abruptly canceled wednesday this was a week prior to when you're listening to this it was actually happened like right after we recorded yeah. <laughs> uh, our previous episode but canceled wednesday before the tournament even started the ncaa committee representative brad hurlbut hurlbut walked down the stairs at LSU's university club and announced to players and coaches that the golf course was playable, but not at a championship level because of rain and standing water on the course. Therefore the top six teams that were top six teams that were seated will advance along with the top three individuals that were not on those teams. He said he is also the Fairleigh Dickinson athletic director. Again, heart wrenching decision that we had to make the course is playable, but not playable at a championship later level. Now, former NCAA golfers were coming forward and being like uh, talking about how disgraceful this is. You had some people who are like showing, Hey, this is really ironic considering I was playing like, this is what the course conditions looked like. So why was this allowed? But now this isn't allowed. Um, The top six teams that advanced were LSU, Ole Miss, Baylor, Oregon, Maryland, and Alabama. Um, Miami junior Christina Frilova was among the golfers who expressed their disappointment on social media. She posted pictures of the course under sunny skies with some standing water saying after eight year, 18 years of playing golf, I've never experienced anything like this. Now the course had received seven inches of rain over a several day period, but a lot of people were pretty clear that this didn't seem fair. Yeah. So I just, I just want to like talk about this for a second, because if you're somebody who's like, well, they just did it out of the best interest 
for these young women so that they don't get injured or whatever else is the case. All I want to know is if you had your tickets and you're getting ready to go to the called ruled series mm-hmm. and the day you were supposed to go, the CWS makes an announcement to fans, to teams, to everyone. We are so sorry. We know the teams wanted to play. We know the fans wanted to come watch. Um, but we've had a lot of rain uh, and the conditions as of now, it's playable, but not to a championship level. So we're going to go ahead and just cancel the tournament. So yeah, that would happen. Thank you for coming. Um, the top two teams They'd can find play another each other. ball field is what they would do. Yeah, if any if any regional site for baseball this happened, they would find another baseball yep. field. They would go figure something out. You would not see the Rose Bowl conveniently mm. canceled because of weather. If it had to be, they would figure out another date or they would figure out something else. These are the things that frustrate me the most with the NCAA. And again, I understand it is not entirely just this NCAA bad person but it is they they are the ones at the end of the day that exist to protect these student athletes to create fairness for the student athletes they literally have it in their bylaws to create that they are to basically be fair to both men and women and to represent them and like I'm sorry if I'm starting to think that the NCAA has never actually cared about women's sports. And as a woman it's appalling to me that I probably wasn't paying attention before now. This year has been particularly like the flashlight has gotten brighter because a lot of things are have a lot of things have come under fire as a result of this because we are now seeing things for what they are. It's embarrassing that they've been like this for a long time and a lot of things I just didn't recognize. And that's the thing of when we talk about like we need to listen to these athletes we need to listen to these coaches when they say hey things aren't fair because Mm -hmm. they've been saying these things for a long time but the NCAA is getting called out more than ever this year and it should be but we should even be looking at the past because when we look year over year over year over year the NCAA has just it doesn't adapt for women's sports. Yep. It doesn't try to adapt. It doesn't try to make things fair for women. If things do not work, the NCAA seems oddly okay with just going, well, well, and I'm so next time. sick and tired of it. Yeah. The NCAA is a nonprofit that per, like, okay, the NCAA is a nonprofit for the record. And it parades around as this big business talking about, revenue and blah 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 and we use revenue all the time of like revenue sports which you can't even use in some of these examples because the women's college world series draws nearly as many viewers as the men's college world series yet the women play in conditions that are far worse than the men yeah but it shouldn't matter because that is not what the ncaa exists for the ncaa does not exist to make money to be clear the NCAA does not like get we have to get this through our heads. The NCAA does not exist to make money. We live in the United States of America where capitalism drives everything. So that is why money matters, but that is not the point of the NCAA. The NCAA does not exist to draw in revenue. It is a nice perk because that revenue then ends up helping the student athletes. But the fact that it gets used as a reason to not care about things, I'm not saying the NCAA does this. 
They probably do behind closed doors. Right. I'll be honest with you, but fans do it. I do not know how many random ass men I've had in my mentions who are like, well, well, revenue. I, you have to stop with the revenue thing because this is not a professional sport. If you want to like sit down and have revenue discussions about professional sports, we can, but also then we need to talk about the fact that like the same opportunities are not being provided for sports to be covered fairly. So uh, I am so massively frustrated with the NCAA that this is happening. I mean, we've had half of our podcasts have been about something that the NCAA has done um, either incorrectly or just blatant disregard for the the female um, athletics. And it's the reason it's so frustrating is because like, how do you not learn your lesson repeatedly over and over and over again? Why is this the fifth time we're talking about this in less than six months? Like, excuse me, but get your shit together because your entire purpose of existing is to keep things equal. So if they're not equal and you're and you are canceling, you're just canceling an NCAA tournament because they could play, but it's, and you're not going to figure out a different way for them to complete it. You are then in some instances for these players, they may never play at this level again. It may be their senior year. And this was their last opportunity to do something with their talent in, in college. So you're taking that away from them because you couldn't figure out something else? And why is it that you couldn't figure something else out? So I do want to, like, I can't not bring this up, but I need everyone to understand, like, okay. I'm going to, I'm, I, okay. So the, this whole thing is a big old mess. Now, Barstool Sports has stepped up to create a consolation tournament. Um, the NCAA is recognizing it as a team event, uh, fish, like the uh, like everything will be unofficial as far as like scoring and everything else. Um, but this is going to give uh, programs like Mississippi State, Purdue, um, teams that were eliminated: Oregon State, Houston, Miami, North Texas, Tulsa, Sam Houston State. Uh, Kennesaw State, East Tennessee State, Jacksonville State, and Quinnipiac. Um, They've all been extended invites if they want to play. It will take place at the Whirlwind Golf Clubs, the Cattail, or the Whirlwind Golf Clubs, the Cattail, and Devil's Claw Courses in Chandler, Arizona. Arizona. I want to just say something. Um, I I bring this up because I think it's great that these players are going to have this chance, so thank you to all of the individuals that made this possible. I am not going to go like Pat Barstool on the back too uh, much over this because I don't think that like uh, this uh, overwrites every terrible thing that they have Mm -hmm. done in the terrible way that they treat women. (laughs) Um, But at least I will, I can say like, I am happy that this came to light. Um, Good on everybody involved for making it happen. Um, I do think that it it will be at least it's 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 a consolation prize essentially. Um, 
I do want to just point one thing out though with this, and this is totally like derailing the topic, but I, it's something I've noticed. I have to be careful about this too, because we have asked for people to care about women's sports, put your money where your mouth is, care about them. That also means that um, not good people are going to do that because we are the United States of America and capitalism reigns. So people who are not nice, not good people, people who uh, treat women or people of color not well are going to invest in um, things that are going to benefit those benefit women benefit people of color that does not make them suddenly saints in these spaces it just means that they see a value in where their money can go they see an opportunity and i just want to point that out that that is dave portnoy is an opportunist. Mm-hmm. He is a hundred percent an opportunist. A lot of the people um, that have ever defended him to me, which please do not please. Also something that I've said before in a podcast, and I'm going to say it again, this little piece mentioning them is so minor in this podcast. Do not go tag them, but also do not tag them in on tweets where people specifically do not tag them. Right. Because all you're asking is for um, hate and just like a lot of unnecessary attention. The thing is, is like, I'm just not, I'm not here to start any kind of war Yeah. <laughs> with, and that is not the intention of what I'm saying. I'm just saying that when people try, when I've had some people try to defend Dave to me, a lot of the thing that they try to defend him on is that he is like, he is a business minded person and he, he sees opportunity. And so he saw opportunity in people uh, that others didn't like uh, big cat and uh, PFT commenter and these other individuals uh, that he has brought onto his network. Great. I'm just saying, be careful not to, to laud too much positive praise onto things and also sometimes just see them for what they are, which mm-hmm. is like, I am glad that these women, if they, if their schools and them want an opportunity to play, and this is an opportunity to bring them attention by all means, take that opportunity. Um, I'm not going to like in any way, like look at this as like, don't do that. Be whatever. Like if this is an opportunity and you get this opportunity to play and somebody is allowing, somebody is going to go pay for it for you to do it. Right. By all means. But I also just think it's important to at least acknowledge that like Dave has seen an opportunity here and they're happy to foot the bill because it is going to bring positive press and it's going to bring positive dollars. Yeah. So just that is just my one little like caveat there. I don't want to like derail into this whole subset because that is an entirely separate um conversation conversation like to be quite honest with you I'm not even necessarily comfortable having because Mm -hmm. I am honestly quite terrified of what I have seen happen to colleagues of mine who have even dared speak of certain people's names yeah so my thing is is like the person who really at Barstool his name is Sam Riggs um Bozion I can't Bozoan I couldn't even pronounce it um he, he was the one who extended the invite. He couldn't believe that this has happened, uh, wanted to make something. So for those that may be out there doing that, um, go crush it, have the best time, yeah. um, make the most of the situation. But it also is like, 
a reminder that like this doesn't also change anything with the NCAA. Right. Like the NCAA didn't just like let so many teams down. Yeah. And individual and, players. And, yeah. And I just like, would they do this? Would they do this so-called World Series? No. I mean, <sighs> no. to be fair, would they have done in? Okay. Somebody has pointed out to me before, and I think it was on Twitter, but somebody has pointed out, like, it's not just women's sports. It's like the NCAA also doesn't really seem to care a whole lot about, like, just non-revenue-based sports. So it's like you talk about, and I, I don't like whataboutism, but I, I can understand the point of what is being said is when someone's like, what about the men's cross-country team who isn't getting XYZ? 100%. It goes back to my primary point with the NCAA that it is not – it is not about making money for the NCAA. It shouldn't be. So the fact that they treat non-revenue sports so drastically different than they treat their revenue generating sports. You have football is king. Basketball is king. Um, kind of baseball. Mm-hmm. Kind of volleyball sometimes, depending. But even we saw this year that they don't even care about volleyball, despite the fact that, like, people clearly care about it. I'm just saying, like, there are some sports, like, I feel like baseball, softball, women's basketball, where they care when it matters. Like, they care yeah. when it, like, if, like they don't care, but they care to the minimal amount when it, like, matters where, like, they have to. But as we saw this year, even that minimal amount doesn't actually mean anything. It just ultimately, like, right. results in them putting on really, really bad half ass tournaments. <laughs> just... The thing is, is, like, we get asked a lot, how can I help support women's sports? And I mean, really sincerely put your money where your mouth is. Um, purchase the w- WNBA League Pass and yeah. sincerely show up and watch some WNBA games. I mean, those women are serving looks, by the way, when they show up to the arenas. Um, cannot get over it. But seriously, like, put your money there. Go purchase the WNBA League Pass. It's, like, not that expensive. I'm actually going to go look that up really quick because – I paid for it, um, and I don't even remember what I paid. Yeah. Um, uh, let me see. I just remember being like, it's this cheap. Okay. A league pass is – so you can buy a single game for $1.99. Um, you can do um, – it's basically like a Netflix subscription. It's yeah. like – $9.99 if you want a specific team pass, $16.99 if you want a league pass, which I, okay, okay, that is a point of privilege. I understand, like, not that is not cheap for everyone, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, it's if, like when you think about all the other stuff you're spending money on, especially if you're somebody who's cut cable, like this yeah. is a really easy thing to add to your cable. Like if you want to, like you could probably find other things to cut out. Like for me, I'm probably not watching Hulu, so I could probably cancel my Hulu subscription yeah. and come do this. It It's it's those things that like I remember I signed up. I like just was like, cool, take my money because you guys, you women are amazing. Yeah. I, I'm trying, by the way, to stop saying guys, you guys. That is like a very tough habit to break. I just want to point that out. That is a very tough habit to break. I, that is really sincerely, like show up for women's sports when they're on TV, 
watch them. When uh, you have an opportunity to buy tickets in your whatever, wherever you live, buy yeah. tickets to women's sports, uh, go watch a softball game, go watch a soccer game, go go do something. And also the lesser revenue sports, if that's what you want to too, if there's a, you know, a track and field event near you, go watch it. Like, right. This is how you make a difference is by showing up and supporting. And it's not that you can't keep supporting football or basketball or whatever else you love. It's just that this is an addition to you. And I think at least this has been my experience. I often get drained with football. And I think a little bit of it is because I cover it so much Mm -hmm. that like I, I get to the end of the season and feel drained. The thing that has been giving me like filling my bucket is watching sports that I don't traditionally cover. I yeah. don't I don't spend a lot of time I'm not on those beats because I get to just enjoy them. Right. They're so enjoyable. These athletes are incredible. Go support them. Buy buy their league passes. Go um I don't know. I, I mean, I need to keep thinking of ideas of ways that you can, but that's the number one way. Just yeah. show up. It doesn't, you make time for the things that you care about. And if you have been trying to figure out how to fit in more women's sports and how to support them, that's how you do it. Time. Time. Watch them. (laughs) Oh, well, I also want to point out, I hope it's, I hope like anybody who listens to this, and I actually met somebody who listens to this over the weekend. And so she's listening. Hello. Um, It really means a lot when you listen. And I also want to point something out really quick that I've really appreciated is the allowance for us to grow and to learn and to evolve also while we are recording this podcast, because Mm -hmm. I want to tell you something. When I leave this podcast, I'm always, I always think to myself, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I wish I wouldn't have said, like I just said, you guys, I wish Mm -hmm. I, I wish I wouldn't have done that. But I do sort of like having this just honest, open conversation Mm -hmm. because it challenges me too, where I hear, I get to go listen to myself thinking through things and processing through them. And then we get to hear from you. Yeah. And that I believe in this last year, we haven't quite hit a year yet with the podcast, but we're getting close. Yeah. It has challenged me in such a really good way. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate the space and allowance to have these conversations and to fumble over things. And I, I appreciate your grace to speak about things and then not have you go tag in right. somebody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I hope that like you all know that like I take full ownership at the same time of like, I haven't been, I haven't been perfect enough in how I support women's sports. Yeah. And I am going to change that because I can show up. Yeah. Same. So I appreciate the fact that this, this space exists and that all of you are here because I feel like even if no one was listening to this, I feel like I leave kind of with like challenges for myself where I'm like, okay, over this next week, I'm going to work on this or I'm going to do this. And I appreciate those I appreciate the space to do so. So thank you to Sasha for allowing the space to and being a part of the space. Um, But to all of you listening, whenever I hear you say, oh, I listen and I really appreciate it, please know that like you are what makes this possible. I'm not sure I understand. Siri doesn't understand. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Siri, I don't like. Oh. I do appreciate the fact that um, our listeners have been so one involved 
mm-hmm. but two then like understanding of like like us working through some of the thing, same things, the same things that we're asking everybody to work through or the challenges, like they're not just for you guys. Honestly, I think more so to a certain extent, it's a challenge to ourselves, but we just want you guys to be a part of it. <laughs> um, like a lot of the times, like we'll be, we'll be talking through something or working through something or, or stumbling over our words, which we do often, but uh. like just like being given the grace to be able to do those things and work through those things. Like the challenges that I I don't ever write down a challenge. It just like comes in my head. I'm like, that's something before I always say it, I'm like, that should be our challenge because I need to work on that this week, but everybody else could work on it too. So um, I just, I just love the fact that people are willing to give us the grace that we're always asking people to give to other people. (laughs) It's much appreciated. Yes. Because, um, you know, we can get into this another week because I actually do want to talk about this sometimes. There's there's a difference between cancel cu- culture and accountability culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, cancel culture exists to a degree for certain things, but accountability is really important for most. Um, and I, I, I like, I hear things that I hold myself accountable to. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, this this podcast kind of had a lot of different things. Maybe in the next week, go get yourself a breakfast sandwich. Yes. Um, tip tip well because those those that are um making your breakfast sandwich are not getting paid enough for what Mm. they do um go celebrate some women in sports like i said go like go just like some tweets because it makes a difference yeah and then also keep calling the ncaa on its bs because the ncaa um means means to can no longer hide yeah because this is this is getting unacceptable. Like no, it's been unacceptable. Excuse me. This is unacceptable, but it's getting to a point where it's like it can no longer operate like this or the NCAA needs to either be fundamentally changed or completely absolved. Yep. Completely and starts from scratch because athletes deserve more of this. They work too hard. We can be better. We can support them better and we can also come to their defense when they need it, which these women should have been playing in their NCAA regional and the NCAA could not make it happen. So, um, NCAA, I have like a, a list. Yeah. Yours okay. is in red underline as Taylor Swift would say. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm coming for you. Yes. Mark Emmert. Be prepared. You can always email us at mind your own podcast at hailvarsity.com. Again, that is mind your own podcast at hailvarsity.com. We love to get emails from you. Um, yeah. I'm also at Aaron Sorensen on Twitter. She's at Sasha72. You can go like her breakfast sandwich tweet and yeah. tell her your favorite breakfast sandwiches. Please do. Also, I just said breakfast sandwiches. Breakfast so, like, sandwiches. Apparently, that means I need to be done. <laughs> I'm like not able to be fast anymore. sandwiches. Um, tell me where yours, are, your favorites are so that I can go try some new ones. And until next week, have a we good week, everybody. You. We'll talk to you later. Bye. A Media Production.